Well, if you've been listening to these podcasts, Bob Davis podcasts, you know that I keep a close eye on markets and the discussion of theories and ideas that may drive the markets. And what do I mean by that? The stock market and the economies of the world and the United States in particular. I do not do podcasts about these things very often. For one thing, it's too complex for even a podcast. For another, it's often too political and therefore it is too triggering, even though you can talk about it without being political. More importantly, it's not within the high uh, nomad vibe. On the other hand, I spend a lot of time with everyday people these days. And uh, I will tell you that I probably have access to ideas and composite thoughts and uh, things that various people have said that composite in my mind that most political consultants at a very high level do not have because of what I'm doing. And I, I, I take these in often without judgment. And when I talk about the stuff I'm going to talk about in this podcast, I'm not talking about anyone in particular. These are composite ideas. So I'm not going to play that game where this guy said that and this guy said this and this guy said that because that's, that's not really what this podcast is about anyway. And of course, in my, in, my, in my news watch path, I take in a lot of information as well as interactions that often delve into the time of our time and its nature. So I hear things. Often I have to research where these ideas come from. And I hate to say fact check because that's what I do. And I find a great deal of ideas regular people have these days have root in a very fatalistic and often determinist worldview and there is a great deal of pessimism and what I believe is too much faith in a fatalistic or fatalistic constructs and it all contributes to a hopelessness and resignation and all too often it's almost as though we are saying it is written, it is inevitable and it is not good. And when I run down the details, often it, uh, it ends up at the doorstep of what today is mainstream media and that is the so-called alternative media which is youtube and social media platforms and various other quote-unquote news platforms that people see videos of in general and they don't bother to find out who did it what their story is or what they're selling and you might say what where are we going what does this have to do with nomad life and travel bob davis I'm bringing it up because I feel like something needs to be said. I don't know why, but I feel I am, I'm called to say something about this, so I'm going to. And because I think there's something new for everybody in the nomad world, maybe it's old, I don't know. It's a can-do spirit, it's a willingness to help, it's a natural optimism, and I think the whole country can take a cue from that. And I've talked about it on various occasions, I haven't put it all in one place. And it's probably an idea that will continue to reverberate. But we're going to talk about all that in podcast 1054. Nothing is written. Before we start, I got to thank everybody for contributing to the Bob Davis podcast, whether it is subscribing to the Bob Davis podcast at iTunes, which really helps the feeds and subscriptions really, really help or making contributions in the form of cash to the Bob Davis podcast. If you want to do that, 
Look for the, uh, go to the BobDavisPodcast.com, look for the picture of Mobile Podcast Command, scroll just underneath that, there's a big yellow donate button, click on it, and you can donate whatever you want, and I appreciate whatever you want. I don't expect big contributions if you want to, uh, it's a great thing to do for me. If you don't want to, great. I just appreciate listening. Thank you, Sue Solomon, for I think 25 bucks, Mindy Collins, 25 bucks, and a number of other people for contributing to the Bob Davis Podcast. Thank you. And of course, the Bob Davis Podcasts are available at Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, iTunes. Uh, you can listen to the Bob Davis Podcast right off the page at thebobdavispodcast.com. They're streaming, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. Check it out at thebobdavispodcast.com. All right. First of all, these are observations gleaned from lots of conversations and experiences that I've had in the last few months and maybe even the last five years. They're composites. There's no one person or situation that I've drawn this from. So I, I just wanted people to understand that. More so, probably most of these observations have come through the YouTube prognosticators on finance and the markets and so forth that I watch. So there's no single person that I'm talking about, unless I say so, where, where it would be a, pro, a prognosticator. However, some of the concepts will be familiar to you if you watch the markets or if you talk about the state of quote-unquote things with your friends or people in uh, your path of life. Second, I am not going to talk about markets in detail, as I sort of alluded to at the beginning, because that's really not the subject of the podcast. That draws me away from the main point. When I get off into these flights of fancy uh, uh, with details about the market, uh, it draws away from the main point. And the main point is the old but forgotten concept of free will and the belief in both the need for and the actual ultimate existence of self-determination. Everybody knows or feels in their bones that something is going on. The stock markets are down between 15 and 30% from their January highs, depending on the day, and they have not made the January highs of uh, January 2022 again. Everything is more expensive. Financial experts and market watchers say we are watching the biggest quote-unquote everything bubble in history burst. And of course, when bubbles burst, they don't just blow up they kind of just collapse. It's like a man falling down a mountain, grabbing footholds and uh, branches and things all the way down. Maybe they stop and try to climb up again and fall back down. That's how bubbles burst. And that's all I'll say because I could do 10 podcasts about why it's a bubble and all of that. Of course, we nomads are rooting for Armageddon. This is our bias because we don't have homes to lose and we look forward to cheap fuel and food eventually if all of this comes to pass so here's the point what concerns me is what comes after this bubble finally just collapses down to the bottom whatever the bottom is because going into it we have a surfite of um, pundits and i use that term lightly describing the reasons for why this is all happening now. The COVID, uh, Federal Reserve Bank uh, policy, fiscal stimulus, the war in Ukraine. Some say it's because every, quote, empire has its day. Others say everyone lives through four generations and the final uh, generation is always a time of dissolution and failure. 
Finally, arcane trading theories assume mythical predictive capabilities during market turmoil. Then there are the religious and conspiracy theories, the saint who foresaw all of this in a field in Eastern Europe talking to Mother Mary around 1910, the details of the future, pain and suffering of the 20th century, the aliens who are uh, re-engineering Earth as we speak so that we can shed our bodies and enter the so-called 5D or fifth dimension world. I find this fascinating because um, I noted the other day, listening to an oldie station, I happened to hear the fifth dimension, that was the name of the band, uh, talking about the age of Aquarius, which we are supposedly entering astrologically, and I just find it amusing that the band was called the fifth dimension. So maybe the, the metaphysicists are taking their science from the name, the pop, the names of popular pop bands and, <laughs> and hits. And the many and various conspiracies based on ancient astrology, the Mayans and so forth. And we cannot forget the machinations of the so-called deep state. In short, we are told in many, many, many different ways. And many believe that this is the end time. They are doing this. We are in a civil war. There's no discernible difference between the Chinese, the Russians, the US or the EU. All governments are corrupt and we're just stuck. And we'll talk about all of this in the second half of this podcast. This is a great opportunity to mention 36 Lynn, the independently owned and operated community-focused refueling station at 36th Street South and Lindale Avenue South in Minneapolis. So what's great about 36 Lynn is they can get a better deal on fuel and pass the savings on to you. They've been doing this for a long time, uh, I know fuel is expensive, but anything you can save is worthy. And they have a great store. And this is a special sauce at 36 Lynn. They have great items in the store, locally sourced items, great drinks. They have great coffee and uh, lots of other stuff. Go and visit, buy a mug, say hello, and tell them I sent you. Bob Davis sent, sent you. <laughs> and they'll either throw you out of the store or they'll say hi. Thanks again if you have done that. And thanks to you guys at 36 Lynn for sponsoring the Bob Davis Podcasts. One more shout out to BU Enterprises, the great company that uses new technology like Zoom and FaceTime to help people get stretched, uh, help people get some exercise, to help people get back in their bodies, experience their bodies, breathe, and you know maybe get a little exercise uh, in their office. If you are chained to Zoom, if you are chained to the office, if you have a whole team that is chained to the office, BU Enterprises can help all of you guys out online uh, real easy. Go to BU Enterprises, B-E-Y-O-U. I've done a couple sessions with Juliet. It really does work. I did it during the winter uh, in this vehicle where I did some stuff that she showed me how to do. You can see her, she can see you, and it made a huge difference. Uh, just dumb exercises that I would like, what's that going to do? And I was really surprised at the effect, especially the next day. I was like, wow, that <laughs> really did do something. So I really appreciate that. Thanks, Juliet. And go to BU Enterprises, B-E-Y-O-U.com, enterprises.com, or uh, click on their banner at the top of the page at thebobdavispodcast.com. There's a discount for groups if you enter B-O-B Bob. And again, thank you for uh, checking it out, and thanks to BU for sponsoring the Bob Davis Podcasts. So we're living in a deterministic, fatalistic, inevitable situation. This is the paradigm that we're functioning under right now. They have figured it all out. This theory explains everything. It's science. 
this model is always right. All anyone can do is just hold on because we can't do anything about it. And the point here is I reject all of this wholly. And I feel called to say that. I am sick and tired of hearing about all of these theories that say this will happen because of that and that is going to happen because whenever we see this, this is going to happen and so forth. And all I'll say is correlation is not always causation and sometimes causation is hard to determine later. Let me tell you a story and this is why uh, this podcast is set is called It Is Not Written. <laughs> it is not written. I reject all of these deterministic and fatalist concepts wholly. And one of my favorite people in history is uh, Sir Lawrence. Uh, you've probably heard about the movie Sir Lawrence of Arabia. There's also a book. The book is kind of really hard to read because it, uh, it's, it's not like the movie. Let's just put it that way. But this is the story of the, whatever, 26 or 27-year-old cartographer in the British Army who went to Oxford and uh, was, you know, down in this basement uh, office working with uh, people drawing maps. And they picked him to be the guy who was going to work with and uh, unite and arm and prepare the uh, various Arab tribes during World War One, to attack the remnants of the Ottoman Empire or the Turks. And the British felt uh, that if they could uh, get the Turks out of the Middle East, then they would, the Turks were, you know, uh, allied with the Germans at the time, and then that would, that would be the linchpin. So, uh, and I mean, we can argue all the time about why the British were there and everything else, but the point here is the Sir Lawrence story, the actual doing of what Sir Lawrence did, he started working with these uh, tribes. Now, Sir Lawrence is unique because he was a particularly determined young man and had particularly strong will. He either developed it or it came to him as part of what he was doing. I, I, I'm not quite sure which, but in any case, he displayed an enormous will to succeed uh, at what he was trying to do. He also loved the Arab uh, culture and and, uh, you know, uh, really saw a lot of good in it and understood them and I believe spoke their language and so forth. So one of the things that uh, he would, when he was trying to tell them or to unite them and pull them together to achieve an objective strategically or tactically, they would often say, we can't do that. This will never happen. We can't. I can't do this. I can't work with this guy because I disagree with them. He's a bad person. Or uh, we will. You will never see this happen. Why? Because it is written. It, it was either written in the Quran or it was written in some uh, idea, some determinist, fatalistic idea that they had about their reality. And he would always say to them, "Nothing is written. Essentially, we're." writing it. And I've seen what that attitude can do when people pull together to solve a problem. That's what I've learned out here in the last near two years being a nomad. It seems to me the nomad community, without intending to, may have a lesson to teach everybody else. Yes, we can. And yes, you can. We don't always agree. Sometimes we don't even like each other. But I've seen it more than once where people will come together to solve problems for each other, despite whatever differences may occur. 
I believe, this is my personal belief, but I believe that the financial situation in the U.S. is going to burst. I believe we're going to have a depression similar or worse than what we encountered in the 1930s. You're hearing a lot of people these days talking about it's going to be like the 70s. I don't think so. I think it's going to be a lot worse. And not because it is preordained, not because it is written, not because it's the fourth generation and so we have to have dissolution, or it's the only course we could have taken in the end. But I believe it is because our institutions are making terrible mistakes. And if you'll permit me one tiny little personal view, these mistakes consistently highlight the pernicious danger of government power. And so maybe in, in a way it's a good thing because it's kind of dropping the scales from the eyes of many people who believe that the government can solve and will solve all problems. We collectively, in spite of all this, have enormous power. You individually too. We have something called free will and we have something called self-determination. Now I looked up free will because I want I want people to understand what I mean specifically by free will. It's the capacity to choose between possible courses of action unimpeded. I also looked up some of these terms that uh, we seem to be uh, steeped in whether we know it or not starting with with historical determinism this is an idea that events are historically predetermined or currently constrained by various forces a certain inevitability and it's based on the concept of determinism which is basically a philosophy that says in a situation in which a person makes a decision or performs a certain function it is impossible that he could have made any other action or decision. This was the science of history in the Soviet Union, that history is science, and it was viewed as science. And finally, this question of fatalism, the idea that all events can be predetermined and are therefore inevitable, in other words, certain to happen. I believe human beings have free will. We've certainly seen that exerted in the United States more than once. And again, that's the capacity to choose between possible courses of action unimpeded. In other words, the freedom to choose. And finally, uh, all of this made, uh, brought into the world or, if you will, manifested through self-determination. We don't hear this enough today. All we hear are these negative concepts that it's ordained, it's preordained, it's inevitable, it's fatalistic and determinist in the way that we're thinking. And a lot of the trading theories, and I'll tell you why in a second, kind of end up in that determinist area because trading theories deal with the stock market. They deal with, uh, you know, probabilities and uh, repetitive uh, probabilities and, uh, and, and uh, statistics. And so, yeah, it, it appears to be deterministic, but sometimes people confuse correlation with causation. And sometimes, as I believe I said, maybe I didn't, uh, it, it takes many years often to determine causation. And history is not a science. History is a, is a messy process of sifting through details to try to find out what actually happened. And 
Often facts get revised by other kinds of information and sometimes people's point of view as historians. So I could do a whole podcast about the failings of history, but history, you know, you read one book, for instance, uh, Gibbon wrote a very large uh, volume history of Rome, which is uh, a delight to read because Gibbon had a wonderful sense of humor. But uh, there are now people saying, well, you know, he may have been wrong about this and he may have been wrong about that. It's not that they disagree with his conclusions or even if they do, it's because they've discovered new information. So history is not a science where you can make a conclusion and that conclusion stands the test of time. Often conclusions are different because new information is sifted and, and, and interpreted. The other thing, finally, uh, you know, this free will and, and self-determination really has to do with human nature and the power and the unpredictable power of, of human nature and a free nation and the ability of people to work as a team to solve a problem. And this is what I'm seeing, and it's a wonderful thing to see. So th this, is a, this is a very difficult topic for me because I don't like talking about these uh, these potentially triggering concepts and i don't want to get really get into politics but i do think that we are headed for stormy weather and i've said it for a long time and i think that because of things that i see uh, not because that they're necessarily a repetitive cycle i don't say this is going to be the 1930s because it happened once before i have other reasons for saying that i'm not going to go through and waste your time with my details i would just simply say you know, inform yourself and continue that effort. All I'm saying is this, we're living in a negative time. We're living in a time when people are being told, you have to do this, this is the way it is, you don't have any power, you don't have any control, you just have to resign yourself because we don't want to do the work or because we haven't been aroused as a people yet to actually step forward and demand certain things be done in a certain in a way that requires us to work together to solve problems and uh, you know i've often used the uh, the example of uh, the, the world war ii example which was a huge existential threat to not only the united states but the entire west and also the east uh, 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 to lose freedoms you know it seems a little bit uh, it may seem a little pollyanna to say that but the people at the time felt that very strongly and when our people did what they did, whether it was invade Europe or invade Guadalcanal, they didn't like each other necessarily. They, they formed bonds based on working as a team because none of that would have been possible if everybody had decided they were going to do what they wanted to do. Um, the, the experience that I have out here is it takes all kinds. It takes... Uh, it takes the introverts, it takes the extroverts, it takes the loners, it takes the people that want to work together, it takes the networkers, the social, the antisocial. Every person has a role to play. And we are being told constantly, none of you, none of what you do matters. But the fact is that self-determination and free will are really uh, God-given talents. They are God-given uh, instincts. And uh, when they assert themselves, amazing things happen. So when you hear it's because of this theory that says that this is going to happen or we're going to go the same way as, you know, ancient Greece or this is how this happened. And so it's going to happen to us, too. Don't be so sure that that's the correct way and don't accept that as fact. And it is written because nothing is written. We are writing it. 
So Ryan Plumbing and Heating in St. Paul has been a sponsor of the Bob Davis Podcast for a long time. Not 70 years. They've been in business 70 years at that location on University Avenue. Ryan Plumbing and Heating in St. Paul. You call 651-224-4771. In Minneapolis, you call 612-927-6488. You know what they do. It's quality replacement and repair of all plumbing, heating, and air conditioning systems, residential, and business. The main thing now are air conditioning checks as it gets warmer in Minneapolis. You got you really should get your air conditioning checked before you fire it up so you know it's going to work. And they've been doing a lot of work on improving the efficiency of heating systems and, uh, and plumbing like toilets because new technology helps people save money on water and on their heating bills and after 70 years in business they really know what works and what moves the needle so yeah check out ryan plumbing online at ryanplumbing.com you can call them or you can check them out online again 70 years in saint paul and thanks you guys for sponsoring the bob davis podcasts yeah it's weird you know uh, so much negativity and and so much of this this is going to happen because of these crazy theories and and whatever and nobody ever talks about self-determination nobody ever talks about the free will and and the random things that can happen because people uh, human beings are very inventive and i just believe that is more prevalent out here because we are meeting challenges every day and we are dealing with people we don't know they're, they don't know us, and we're coming together and quickly finding a common ground. We don't necessarily ask whether you're a this or a that. We don't necessarily have arguments. Uh, in fact, I haven't seen too many arguments about quote-unquote politics. It's a much more collegial or convivial atmosphere, but it's also an atmosphere of cooperation and can-do spirit, and I think it is something to remember. So thanks for listening to Podcast 1054. I know I did 155. 1055. I got off track, so this is 1054. (laughs) The Bob Davis Podcast. Thanks for listening. Oh